Hey everyone, it's Robert from the Set of Security Podcast, and I got my co-host over there, Corey Stocks, the Raven Squawks. I like it. I don't think I've used the word squawks. Yet. Is there like an Edgar Allan Poe book in here or something? I'm surprised there isn't. I know. Uh, what's up, dude? Minisode. Not much? Yeah. First Minisode of season three, in fact. Uh, yeah, and this is uh, Can't Swim. Their new record's out. We went and uh, saw them last night open for uh, Silverstein at the House of Blues, and we'll get into that a little bit later. But uh, this new record's really good. I know you said you listened to it already once yeah. time through. Yeah, it's really good. I haven't done it all the way through yet. Well, well like, I, it, it was like passive listen, though. I feel like I need to give it like a good chance, like sit down with it, order a vinyl, listen to it on vinyl. <laughs> That's what you do. This is um, what I do. Yeah, it's the I, best way to listen to music. I like this one the best so far. Um, yeah. So It's uh, very, very, like, May, like you said. His like voice. Hardcore May. Yeah. It's really <laughs> very, good. Very of 03. These guys were definitely fans of all those 03, 05 bands, whatever. Um, unofficial sponsors. We're not drinking it today, but I have it on my list. Uh, coffee Code. Yeah, those guys are dope. They're fixing it up over there, though, I think. I oh, think really? they're closed for a little bit. I don't know if they're still closed, but they said they were going to be closed for a couple weeks to do construction. Oh, well, that's, well good for them, but sad the, for us. Yeah, update the coffee shop. <laughs> um, and then uh, I guess I'll mention this, Dadgrass. Yeah. It's a, it's a good little product, and uh, we just want to give it a shout-out. They have some really cool products, and if you're looking for more of that CBD product, uh, kind of joint or whatever it's without the thc it's pretty great for all yeah then it's legal it. yes so. very legal um and then a shout out to my other podcast what's your position with my cousin ashley and that's it so yeah. uh what's your week been like man good it was my last week before um fall break our thanksgiving break um so it's this week you know we got thanksgiving coming up so yeah. we get a week off so it's nice. Um, Did you give your students any projects over the over the break? No, I I tend to when they have breaks, give them a break. You know what I mean. Um, sometimes I will give them like make sure this is finished over the holiday. Like just you know make sure you turn it in, submit it um, before you you know before you get too deep into the holiday. That's nice. Um, I don't. I try not to because it's like part of the learning experience is learning to like disconnect yourself from constantly working all the time a little bit too yeah but i think kids should be taught how to <clears throat> do projects on like your own time i never i always hated it when teachers gave me a project over yeah. like, the break but looking back i'm kind of glad they did because then i'd just be sitting on my ass well i did anyways yeah until the last minute i usually do it the day before i got back from break but i don't know because like as much as i work yeah on film sets, uh, when I'm not working, I try to work on my own film stuff. So it's mm -hmm. like that little mindset, I think. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's just like when it comes to in just, you know. What about just assigning them a book to read? Yeah, that that stuff's that's fine. Hard. Yeah, totally. Read a fucking the, book, kids. And then the, you know, the research says that like the only thing that like more high level difficult projects and uh, homework um, solidify is doing things that reinforcing wrong, like bad habits. So like if you send home something that they're supposed to figure out how to do and they don't really know how to do it and they do it wrong, it reinforces like that you did it the wrong way. Um, 
Okay. It's called failure. Yeah. Yeah. It teaches you. But also. Makes you stronger. In the climate that we're learning in oh today, boy. they oh have boy. to be prepared. Oh boy. Yeah, they're not being prepared. They're doing, they're coming out of school too soft. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> so, kids are out. You're out. Yeah. What do you plan on doing over the break? Um, I don't know. Just kind of relaxing. With the babes. Yeah. The, the you know, the baby and the wife. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Nice. I, <clears throat> I've been pretty... Not too busy right now. I just did a van shoot, but it wasn't <clears throat> the shoe company, but it wasn't too crazy or anything. It was just like these interviews with these like cool artists. They're actually yeah. called Vans Ambassadors. And they're like these artists <clears throat> that do like designs and art things with van shoes. Like one guy just like does little doodles. Yeah. And then this other guy had his whole thing is pigeons. His he he does skateboards too and he he had these really cool boards <clears throat> that was just a bunch of pigeons on it, like cartoon pigeons. But each one was, um, like, made to look like one of the skateboarders on that. Oh, got it. Well, you know, one had a beanie and glasses, like that's that guy's look, and the other one, had yeah. like red hair instead of pigeon. It was kind of clever. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I did that, and I got a couple things coming up, but pretty slow. Car broke down. That was nice. Almost three thousand dollars. That's always fun. You got your car back though, yeah. I did, <clears throat> but it's still not running a hundred percent. But adulthood sucks, man. A lot it of sucks. times it does. Yes, it does. I agree. Some cool things happen when you're adult. Like we, uh, do you want to just get into? Uh, um, oh, I want to get into some baseball stuff in a second. But uh, the concert last night. Let's just talk about that real quick. It was really good. The twentieth. Uh, I thought it was the twentieth anniversary of the album, but it's. 20th anniversary of Silverstein? Silverstein, oh, yeah. Because okay. usually they do those um, tours based on the album. So I figured, because they, they, they played Discovering the Waterfront from beginning to... Is there an anniversary to that album? I think so. I, I, I'm I not sure. Let's see. I don't know. When, uh, Discovering the Waterfront, had they come out like, what, 2005? 2005. So this tour was originally supposed to be in 2020. So that would have been 20, 15 years, 15 years of discovering the waterfront. I think they probably did one, right? This was what I think that's what this is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they just ended up making it like it was 20 years for the band, 15 years for this album. Yeah. yeah. So technically um, 21. Remember, they said like, right. it's a 21 years. And it was sold out. Did you see the picture? They got their own skateboard. Yeah, it's super cool. Uh, it's, it looks like in the in the back uh, in the <laughs> Backstage, they have like a hall a hallway full of those skateboards. Yeah, you see that? It looked really cool. Like, yeah, even more. Because I was thinking the the hallway when you walk into there's House not that Blues, many in there for how many shows. So yeah, right? so anyone listening doesn't know House of Blues Anaheim. What they do is if you sold out a show, they put they make a cool decal on a, a skateboard without the wheels and put it on the wall. So when you walk in, there's like you know, made a parade. Yeah. And yeah, they have these all. And they're all very just you know. Uh, unique yeah unique, they're you. all different and there's a few in the lobby and i was like wow this doesn't seem like a lot but then I, there's this photo of solar scene getting theirs last night and they're in a hallway and there's like a bunch oh, in there. Yeah, yeah it's full so i would love to see those could also be upstairs i don't know oh maybe maybe i don't know we haven't gone to the vip section no. but next time we are we're sitting down next yeah time. i'm done standing <laughs> adult life <laughs> trying to look over people yeah during concerts it's hard it's hard nowadays you know yeah <laughs> But it was good. Um, yeah, and then yeah, can't swim opened up, and those guys were awesome. They were just like very raw, yeah, unique. Crowd wasn't really into them too much at the beginning, but I think they kind of 
got to their side by yeah. the end. Um, yeah, but they it was interesting that they had the two guitar players on one side and then a bass player on the other side and the singer in the middle. I don't know. You don't usually, see that yeah, very often. usually the bass players with one of the guitarists. It's kind of either either or this other side of the of the drummer, but not yeah. he doesn't hit his own side of the stage. But he kind of went ape shit. So like, yeah, he was kinda, a, he rocked out. Yeah, so he used up all that real estate on stage. But yeah, they're cool. Uh, great drummer. They have a really good drummer. Yeah, he's very they play good. To a click and he plays very groovy too. Yeah, he has some cool stuff. And then what was the name of that second band? The plot in you. Okay, can we? We'll just let's just skip them. Yeah, I, I just wasn't. I don't want to talk too much smack, but like I when will you, say, I was kind of in like on that first song. I was like, oh wow, this is kind of cool. I'm kind of yeah. When he was singing on his and own, then yeah. every song after that sounded like that first song. Yeah, basically, I don't know. It was just. Like I said, it, it sounded condescending. It sounded like they were making music to sound like the music I like. like yeah. They're just trying to sell a product. They're just trying to take a bunch of stuff from other bands and kind of pull it, it together. Product, yeah. Cookie cutter. I don't know. Not a fan. It was very cookie cutter. <laughs> and I didn't like, like you pointed out, that the rhythm guitars were on a backing track for the most uh, part. Like the guitarist would play rhythm sometimes, but then like, uh, uh, I don't know. And I was thinking about this, dude. When I came home, I still stand by that. If you have four guys in your band, or and there's a woman or women in there, um, and you write songs with a rhythm guitar player in mind, you know, on the record, you should put someone on stage. Yeah. Don't wait. But, there was a female in the band. No, no, no. But no I'm just okay. Fans. I'm just trying to be. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Got uh, it. I thought you meant like they had a woman. No, no, no. no. Um, but like with Greater Heights, we had. We didn't have really distinguish a lead and rhythm guitar player. They kind of, the two guys switched off. Yeah. And we did have backing guitar tracks, even with our two guys. But I feel like that's okay because it would fill up the chorus. It wasn't, we were relying on those backing tracks. It was just there to like, kind of in the background, fill up the guitars just a little bit. And even my, you know, every band does this. But if you were relying on that rhythm guitar track as like another guitar player. Yeah. It's like fucked up. I don't know. It just seems like you're cheating. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I didn't like that they had one guitarist, but you heard two guitars. It just well, you, know, was you know what's funny? Now off-putting. I'm being kind of a hypocrite. You know who does this really well, though? Who? Fever. Fever 333. Oh, yeah. But they. I'm like, some, they, I'm a, a hypocrite. Yeah, but they like. Those guys like run around. The guys all I don't know. over. I mean, I, the plot, whatever band, they were kind of going. The bass player wasn't, but no, the yeah. singer and the guitar player were kind of good. I don't know. It's just not my cup of tea. That's all. Yeah. It's very butt rock. <laughs> like, yeah. I, like I said, we should skip over it and then we talk for 10 minutes about them. Yeah. Um, anyways, Silverstein, always good. They're very, very Dude, they're, good. They're just 30 songs, around 30 songs. Fuck, man. 29 songs. Yeah, for a whole tour. Like, that's crazy. He blew his, he talked about how he blew his voice out. Like, I think. Beginning last of the, week, beginning or, of the week something, or something beginning yeah, of the week in Oregon and he said it's the first time they've ever canceled a show in all of their time playing that surprised me that's crazy that's very lucky yeah yeah like he hasn't blown his voice before because the way he like he's just very well trained obviously with like using his voice and I think, how I think he's yeah. lucky also to have some really good vocals yeah Dude, I mean the guy can scream you just heard, and, um, it, and his, his scream kind of reminds you of a style of lullaby. Yeah, it's like that more yelling scream than you're like, th- like 
throat, like belly. Yeah, throat, yeah, yeah. You know, those kind of things. Like, yeah, it's one of those. And uh, but then he, when he sings, he's like, put right on, dude. Didn't miss a note. I at some points I was like, there's no way he does live auto tune. There could be. I think he might have live auto tune. No, there's no way because it was so on. Even yeah, he was playing like his acoustic songs. It and was, it doesn't sound like it. And then you every once in a while, it. then every once in a while, he would hit a note that was a little bit flat. I'm like, okay, all right, you are human. Okay, you're human. Okay. Yeah, but, but he's pretty, pretty amazing. That guy. Yeah. And uh, I think a lot of people don't realize too with singers, if you're going like with songs back to back, like maybe maybe you do three songs back to back. It's you know some bands do that. Guitar players, it's easy. If you're out of tune, you just tune up real quick, or you just get a new guitar. But singers, if you're going from like three different keys and be on it, like go from an A or whatever, you know, and then switch over to a wholly different key and be on in tune, that's really hard. It's really hard. It is. To have that in your head, like go from a different key and you're, it's, I don't know, it's hard to describe. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, he just. Am I mumbling? No, mumbling you're. Mumbling and mumbling? He just, um, he's very good at like. I'm in awe. Yeah, doing both while running around and doing and the, the other thing. guys are great too. The other, yeah, all the other members. Not, it's, not all, it's not all just Shane, even though that's the only guy's name I know in the band. Bill, I think it's Bill. Something. Is he the bass player? Uh, guitarist with like the, the I lead. think it's the guitarist. The lead guitarist is Bill. I'm not sure. Paul Kohler is the drummer. He's great. He's amazing. He's very underrated. I feel like in that community, yeah. he's very good. Very very good. Yeah. Um, I don't know who has who wins in the most lanky drummer contest. Him or uh, Cyrus from? Uh, <laughs> I think I think uh, Paul Kohler. He's a little more. He's, lanky. he's more lanky. Like uh, his face makes him more lanky. Yeah, yeah. Cyrus has like a round head. He's, he's kind of skinny dude. Yeah, <laughs> but they're both so good. Like yeah, I don't know. So yeah, that was great. It's so a great seeing. great show. I feel like. You can't go wrong going to one of their shows. You can see them any time, and they're this. Their light so consistent. Show was great too. Yeah. I, I'm getting over the fog machine thing. Yeah, those are, those are for DJs, not for it's emo true. music. I don't know. It seems I don't know. It's for the kids. It's for the kids. I don't know. But Good stuff, I, I will say that House Blues Anaheim is kind of growing on me still a little, like a little bit. I used to, yeah, I used to really despise going. It to depends the, on where you are. Yeah, I think. But it's getting better, I think. Observatory's still better. I love the observatory. Yeah. Um, you want to talk a little baseball real quick? Yeah, sure, dude. So MVP, Otani, baby. Yeah. I mean, it was it was coming. Everyone inevitable. Knew. Yeah. Everyone kept saying, "Oh, it could be Guerrero Junior. It could be you know so and so." It's like, no, come on. You're just talking shit. Everyone knows. I think it was unanimous. I think everyone literally voted for him. Um, well deserved. Hell of a year. We'll see if he can do it again. Yeah, I hope. I hope healthily, healthily. Yeah, because um, he he is a necessary piece to the puzzle. Like he has to be on for them to do really well. Yeah, and he's got a really. I mean, he already was in an uphill battle coming over here. Everyone saying, "Oh, he can't hit and pitch. There's no way." <laughs> and then he did it and shut everybody up. But now next year they're going to be like, "Well, okay, you can do it. We'll do it again then." Yeah, so it's not like a one-off thing. So I gets a little bit even more pressure this coming up. And then uh, Angels signed a huge uh, pitching contract with Thor. Noah Syndergaard. Thank you. I, I didn't want to fuck up his name. I got to learn how to say it. Noah Syndergaard. Huh? Syndergaard, Syndergaard, yeah. 
I'm just gonna call him Thor. Thor. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, because he has like this. He looks like a Viking with long blonde hair. Twenty-one million dollars over one year. It's a lot year, of money. That is a fucking investment. I'm hoping it pays off. I'm thinking. I'm thinking they pick up one more arm. Yeah, I think they need one. They need more. to. Yeah, and then just whoever they can bring up with their rookies. But uh, feeling good about it. Yeah, feeling good. All right, enough baseball talk. I know no, no one. But it's our podcast, and I like talking baseball with Corey. It's the off season, so it's like everybody's like, I don't care right now. Well, John Boy, I gotta say they they keep on their shit. Like they they do. They put out. I don't know how they do it. There's no baseball going on, but they put content out. Content out every day. They make it work. That's still pretty good. Um. All right. We move on. Yeah. Um. So we're gonna review a couple things. Um. We kind of started out with. Um, this record, or this record came out when, what the, what, what was the date? October, right? October 13th, 2021. Oh, October yeah, sorry, it's 13th. Got, it's got a weird long intro. Um, his band is called Knocked Loose. If you haven't heard them, we played them on a podcast, I think, but, um, extremely heavy. Yes. Like, warning when this song finally does kick in. <laughs> hardcore metal, like just thrashy. It's it's chaos in like music form for who, sure. Who does uh, who do they remind you of? Give me like three bands. I think they're like kind of like in the terror vein or like like maybe maybe heavier comeback kid stuff like at times like um with like a metal edge though. Devil Wears Prada screaming definitely, but they're more hardcore. Yeah. They definitely lean into the hardcore. I would almost say a dashing of Barrier Dead. Oh, yeah. Just the heavy. Yeah. I mean, these guys definitely listen to Barrier Dead. Yeah. And between the Barry to me, very like, they're early. It's, you know what it is? It's like a Barrier Dead, very almost cookie cutter hardcore music. Yeah. That meets technical bands like yeah bear to me and like august burns red or like, I don't know. it's the thing about this band is if you don't like it you're not gonna like it like it's it's very much acquired i like it a lot but i can only take it for so long it is a lot and then my brain goes okay enough enough you need some jazz and it's also extremely like dark content like it's so good um just all the wrong notes. Yeah. <laughs> I think they go going, all right, guys, what wrong notes can we play today? <laughs> that just work. That work. <laughs> I like it a lot. Um, Sorry, continue. This so, is your scrutiny scale. So with my scrutiny scale, I took into account that um, they do... Um, this record is very unique in that it's an EP. So it's like six songs. And they took all six songs and made a um, short film like animated short film because oh, it's a concept oh. it's it's about um from what i can tell it's about a car accident and then kind of like that disconnect from the body kind of deal out of body thing kind going of like on. arm for sleep very creepy <laughs> yeah but like very very dark um the beginning is just like guy getting into his car driving listening to music and then getting in an accident and then the song starts um, I haven't watched the short film yet, but I know it's probably awesome. Yeah, I want to check it out now. Um, it's like a visual thing, kind of animated. Um, oh, that's so cool. I like this part, the change in 
like he just speeds up on the drums slowly and then right here it's so cool and then you got these creepy little like parts at the end of some of the songs it's really cool I like it it's definitely a Halloween record. <laughs> you listen to this on Halloween. Um, so it's all six songs are just solid all the way through. Very, very like quick moving too. So it's not like a super long investment. It's about 20 something minutes, I think. Um, it is definitely a kick you in the... 21 minutes. Yeah, kick you in the rear type record. This band though, they're from um, Kentucky. And they've just been around for since I guess uh, 2013 is kind of when they like started um, with kind of like as what they are now. Like they had other members in 2011 and 12, um, but they started with the with the album Laugh Tracks, which is excellent. That's an excellent record. And then this is their newest piece. It's just an EP, but I highly recommend it if you're into heavy stuff. Um, and if you're not into heavy stuff, they have a, a lo-fi version of them. Yeah, they do. I like these. Anyways, what's your it's scrutiny like all scale? like the pure noise stuff. Um, so on the scrutiny scale, I give it an 87. Nice. Um, I really like it. Um, I think it's... I think for what it is, it's so well done. Like, you can hear their talent. And if you watch them live on like a... You oh. know, YouTube video, they're so solid. They go ape shit. Their fans go yeah. crazy. They're nuts. People, I would love to go see them. Yeah, I'd yeah. love to go see them. Obviously, stand in like, the back. No, I want to sit down and watch Knock Loose. I want to see like Knock Loose. Yeah, totally. <laughs> sip my wine and watch some Knock yeah, Loose. Nice Cabernet. Yeah. But they're jewel, just so good. My jewel hits. <laughs> and this is what, this is like that whole like pure noise, um, lo fi yeah, sampler thing. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah, but what, um what what else really like stuck out with you? Guitars, like what really the I I just the tone, like yeah. the tone of the guitar is like I kinda set you up there because I was gonna say like guitars just sound so it's like good. addicting. It's yeah. like it they're catchy, they're crisp, they don't like cause a lot of music that's this heavy can get kind of muddled and like messy. Yeah. But I feel like everything is very like you can hear everything even in the chaos very, uh, in the mindset of like every time i die yeah it's very chaotic but man but you can hear the pieces precise. yeah and that's why i like it it's one of those it's only six songs long but you go back and listen to it and you'll hear like little different things it's, every now and it's then that hard thing i think every time i die does too is they can capture the i don't want to say the poppiness but like the popularness of that genre that where the whole that whole scene will love them but then part of that scene are a bunch of like Met, like musician head, yeah. guitar head kids that can appreciate the poppiness, but then go, "Wow, what the? F how are they fucking doing that?" Yeah, like, that's how. That's how I look at Knock Loose, and every time I die, like I'm pretty good at guitar. I've been writing songs. I can't do that. I don't even know where they yeah. start. Like I, the other day, I I was like, you know, what? I'm gonna try to write an every time I die song, and I kind of like made like a fun one, but it sounded like a joke. Like I was yeah. trying to, making fun of every time I die. So I don't even know how. And remembering how. all those parts live is like how. Yeah. You do that, and then like yeah, every time I die, has been playing for almost twenty years now, probably yeah. something like that. And they have probably written over a hundred songs. And how do you choose which ones and then remember them? Yeah, so yeah, it's crazy. 
Um, I definitely recommend it. Even yeah. if, honestly, if even if you're not super into heavy stuff, just like give it a shot. Just listen to it. The musician, musicianship. Yeah. yeah, they're just interesting. It's I don't good know. stuff. Yeah, I, and like, I don't. What's the the lyric? All the lyrics are like telling a story. Yeah, because um, I never listen to the lyrics. I never. Hardly. Yeah, for, especially the, if they're screaming it, I can barely hear what they're saying. And then the cool thing is, is that they um, like. They on their website they have every song like listed. So like for example, the beginning of the first song, it says floating around the bend where light divides the holler. Body is merged between moss and stone where blood finds color. She dissolves in the bank and I'm left alone, writhing in the clay. So very very like poetic. Mm-hmm. And I I don't know. I always I'm a sucker for good lyrics too. Um, Tangled in the vine, held to the floor of the earth, my vision restored from the fog you emerge. Carried by standing water, we collide with shoulder and steel. Sundered from your spirit, lays your body with sense of touch, reminds me that it's real. So it's like about the car accident. Like, in like, that's crazy. It's nuts and it's kind of creepy. Um, oh, and I forgot to mention who actually worked on it. Oh, yeah. Um, they written and recorded by Knocked Loose. It was produced, engineered, mixed, and mastered by Will Putney. So so when it says, what did it say about the band? They It was written and recorded okay, by Knocked yeah, Loose. So, so I'm assuming yeah, yeah. they like did like the no, demos they, and stuff? No, no, no. They, that's, that's how you credit it. They wrote the songs, they recorded it, and then Will Putney... Engineered, engineered it. it, mixed it, and just did everything else. Yeah, and, it. You, and, and you could, you could honestly, um, oh, and then it, you could it, honestly say that the band produced it themselves too. I don't know why they they never say that. And it says additional engineering by Steve Side Seed S E I D Side. I don't know, but if you guys know this kind of scene and and get into like the engineers and producers of this kind of yeah. music, you know Will Putney. So it's it sounds really fucking good that guy yeah, that's why really the guitar good. sounds so good i mean four years strong goes to him and i think i think every time i die has gone to him i think on the last i think this new record was will putney i'm pretty sure every time i die's new record was will putney too i'm almost positive um yeah so to go check it out i saw a movie actually saw it twice in the th- in the theater Corey hasn't seen it yet so i'm not going to spoil it too much is making you lonely you can always go downtown. I went and saw last night in Soho oh the Sacramento one hold on no more music there we go um yeah last night in Soho directed by Edgar Wright written by Edgar Wright um I love Edgar I think he's just a sweetheart I love when he gets interviewed he just loves what he does yeah he's just throws himself into every project and then just loves it. I just wish I had that kind of mindset and the creativeness this guy has. Um, but uh, if you haven't seen any of his other movies, he's done Shaun of the Dead and uh, Hot, Fuzz, Hot Fuzz, the Corn- Cornetto, World's, End. Cornel- World's End or whatever. What's, what, Cornet- Cornetto Trilogy. Cornetto Trilogy. Which is like an ice cream. Baby Driver. Um, Baby Driver is my least favorite, but still I think underappreciated how they... Re- made that movie yeah all the music cues and the driving sequences like there's barely any cgi in that movie it's pretty crazy and there's a great one shot anyways last night in soho so he takes obviously his other movies have kind of had a comic theme to it this is definitely 
very little comedy, if there's any. Um, you know, just cute. It, there's no laughs, big laughs. Um, suspense thriller. Kind of... Um, is she not singing in this one? Oh, this... And also, this soundtrack is, like, gone high on the billboards. Oh, really? It's got a great soundtrack. Um, she... Uh, Anna Taylor-Joy... Here, I'll get into the other stuff. So I'm all over the place. <clears throat> Edgar Wright, written directed, um, filmed... Or the cinematographer was Chung Hung Chung. Uh, I think it was the first time he's worked with Edgar Wright. Um, starring Thomason... Mackenzie? Thomas and Mackenzie. There yeah. you go. Anna Tyler Joy, Matt Smith, Michael Ajeo, Terrence Stamp, and Diana Rigg. Um, great casting. I mean, it's if you haven't seen the trailers, it's I don't want to give too much away, but the, the two leading ladies are kind of in this world together, m- almost mirrored to each other, and they're um Thomason is like looking up to Anna Taylor Joy and got it. They casted them perfectly. It's it's a great casting. And Matt Smith, he's a Doctor Who, right? I, think I don't so. know. I think he was a. I think he was a Doctor Who. Yeah, he was a Doctor Who. Um, he was great. He has a great, very distinguished look, and all the clothing, and they they made them look just so great in this uh in this movie. Um. Let's see. And then yeah, this is Anna Taylor Joy actually singing that's she's, awesome she's pretty great yeah anna taylor joy is the one from like the witch and right which is interesting because <laughs> i just found it kind of funny that anna taylor joy's in this movie with somebody named thomason <laughs> and her name right. in the witch is yeah, you're thomason that that's funny because <clears throat> it's not a very common name either yeah i weird. wonder if it was like i don't know i don't know she's a she looks like a movie star yeah i mean she just looks like a movie star um let me go through my screen scale. I gave it pretty high. I'll just get it out off the bat. I gave it a 94. Nice. I love this movie. Um, I don't think I've heard some shit talking on it. I just don't think people get it. Don't appreciate what they're going for. And but haven't never... all of his movies kind of gotten like a little bit? A little bit. Yeah. Um, but I think this might be his best overall for the masses yeah. movie he's made. I mean, it's great. Um, and I heard. Or I, 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 heard, I watched an interview with him that he's friends with Quentin Tarantino and after he made Once Upon a Time in Hollywood he's like I love that I'm making I'm going to make a movie of that era so it's literally the same um, time span as Once Upon a Time in Hollywood so all that in that reality those two stories are going on the same it's really time. cool and um, and it, they hit it I mean when he when she finally goes into that world of the 1960s it's awesome. It's just like all the cars and all the costumes and they made all the downtown London look like it was from the 60s and a lot of, a lot of CGI in this to obviously do that. You'd highly recommend this. Yeah. Um, soundtrack was great. Um, cinematography was great. Some really cool camera movements. I was actually expecting more kind of crazy camera stuff from yeah. Edgar Wright. He's really known uh, Scott Pilgrim, I mean, is just Oh yeah, all over the place. They, he just experimented on everything on there. So, but they didn't they did a lot of really clever stuff with the camera. I'm not going to I'm not going to say that, but uh just expecting a little bit more. That's all. Maybe some more drone stuff. I don't know. Just cool stuff. Um Yeah, 94. Um One little thing I was reading through IMDb at the very end of the movie during the credits there's like they show the names of the, you know people that work and then they would flash a quick snapshot of 
London for like two seconds and it would just be like a corner and then like a street and then like a house and then like downtown and there's nobody around. It's just like these weird just moments just in England with no one around and they filmed it during the uh, national lockdown. They got to go out and film these streets. I just thought it was like cool that they were like these weird just shots of London but then didn't realize oh yeah there's like nobody around and they did that they took advantage of no one being in London so that was kind of cool um Thomas McKenzie dropped out of top the new Top Gun movie to be in this movie that's pretty that's, pretty that's big yeah cause that's um, gonna be a big old like blockbuster yeah. style um I feel like there was one more thing I was gonna bring up um no I highly recommend it about it yeah maybe a good movie to watch over the holiday yeah i think it's now available on streaming HBO, yeah HBO max i mean it's a great is it on hbo max it's one of those i think nice or, i think so eric check it out another uh, unofficial sponsor justwatch.com you can type in any movie or tv show and it'll tell you I, which i think it's service. on prime but you have to pay for it like 20 bucks or something like that to rent it oh. Yeah, it's not available yet. I think it's coming soon, though. But I do know that on Prime, it's... You can rent it for 20 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's worth it. I would say until it is, like, streamable, like, quote-unquote free for us, go see in the movie theater. Yeah. But I know there's a lot of good movies out right now, so... That's hard, because there's that, then there's, uh... Dune and... Dune, and then there's another one, uh, the Wes Anderson movie. Dude, Spielberg's coming out, West Side Story... Uh, Joel Joel Coleman's coming out with uh, Macbeth. Dang, it's gonna be so good. Yeah, and then next summer is gonna be Top Gun and yeah. and uh, Mission Impossible and the Batman. Gonna, uh, Tom Cruise has two huge movies out next summer. That's so crazy. <laughs> I think it's Mission Impossible seventeen or whatever, and then Top Gun. So crazy. Yeah. Cool. All right, let's get out of here. What else we got? Oh, we got to do the game. Yeah, we're going to play a little game. I forgot about that. Sorry. I thought I was wrapping it up. We are totally going to play a little bit of Office trivia because we love The Office, even though it's been years since it's over. I'm going to play this in the background. (laughs) Kind of ironic. Well, it's not really... uh... I like that. This guy guy named Leme Doa remixed all the Always Sunny songs. That's cool. It has little quotes inside. But uh, yeah, let's play this game. Yes. So how do we play, Corey? So the way that we play is there's a little dice that I'm holding right now, and it has colors on it, and there are corresponding cards to said colors, and they all have different types of questions on them. The green cards are multiple choice, the blue cards are show facts, and the yellow is character cards, so things about characters. So I will start. I'll roll first to five, I think. Yeah. That's good. So you got yellow, so I'm going to give you... I take it and read oh, it to you, right? Yeah, okay, yeah, 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 you're right. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Who would you rather work for, an upturned broom with a bucket for a head, than work for somebody else in the office besides him? So who says that? Sounds like something Dwight would say. Would you rather work for an upturned broom with a bucket for a head, than work for somebody else in the office besides himself? I would say Dwight. Dwight is incorrect. It is Stanley. Oh. Would you rather look for an upturned broom? I, I, can, I can totally hear him saying oh, Okay, yeah. All right, my turn. All right, right here. Oh, sorry. I got green. All right. 
come on, this is easy. What phrase did Stanley start adding to the end of his sentences because he thought it was hilarious? Don't even give me the multiple questions because it is. Uh, and sh- oh wait, I can't. I can't remember if it's stick it up your butt or shove it up your butt. So give me the give me the things. Uh, a is go straight to hell. No. B is you can suck it. Or C is shove it up your butt. Shove, it's shove it up your butt. Yes, it is. Shove it up shove your, it up your butt. butt. So nice. one, one for me. To zero. All right, here we go. Uh, yellow. yellow again. All right, here we Damn. Go. Yellow likes me. Who's Dundee said bushiest beaver when it should have said busiest? Beaver? <laughs> That's so funny, Phyllis. Phyllis is correct. All right, one to one. One to one. Phyllis. Phallus. <laughs> I get yellow. All right, let's see. All right. Who refers to Michael, Dwight, and Andy as that jackass, that other jackass, and that new jackass? Vance Refrigeration. Yes, two, correct. <laughs> I had to get his name completely correct. All right, here we go. Green. Is that this one? Middle one, yeah. What did Pam call the day that occurred once a year when Michael had to sign the pay- paychecks, approve the purchase orders, and initiate the expense reports? A. Free for free for all Friday. B. The perfect storm. Or C. Mayhem dayhem. Uh, B. The perfect storm. Yeah, that was easy. All right, two to two. Oh, I should. You can give me the card, so we can keep oh score like that. I guess. Oh, okay. So it's two to two. Oh, yeah, and you didn't get the first one. All right, I gotcha. That's a good, yeah, okay. Here we go. Yellow. Who sneezed in Pam's tea and then said, don't worry, it's just allergies? Oh. (laughs) This is tricky because you don't hear him say this. You hear it from Pam, and you you said, Pam, 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 Pam. It's, It's Michael. Yes, it is Michael. Ding, ding. All right, let's see. That was a that was a tricky one. Yellow. All right. Who actually thought up the idea for Woof Ryan's social media platform? Kelly. Yeah, I shouldn't even said Ryan. I gave, I eliminate somebody. Yeah, you're, it's, it's Kelly. All right. All right. Oh, I need three to three. Three. Blue. All right. Finally, a blue. All right. Which actor sings the threat level midnight theme song? That is. Do they want the actor or Which the character? Which actor? Okay, it's Ed Helms. Yes. Ding ding. All right. Working through these. We should just keep going. I like it. This is fun. Blue. Oh, another blue. Here we go. I didn't see it, so. Jenna Fisher is godmother of which cast member's daughter? Ooh, that's tough. Oh, God. Um. Angela, Angela Kinsey's. Yes, that's right. correct. That's what, that's what I would have guessed too. Yeah. Awesome. Sure. That is uh, that's Angela. Green. Green. Yeah, you said Angela. Yeah. Other than Pam and Holly, who was the only female to have said that's what she said? Jan. Oh my god, she says like, oh my god, yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, it's Jan. Ding ding. Dang, we're good at this. Was, so that, it's was what, that five already? Four to four, four to five. You won. Technically, let's do a couple more. Two more. This is fun. Let's do a couple more. They haven't been, they haven't been too hard. Green. That's let's what she see. said. What sound did Dwight play after Aaron broke up with Gabe during her Dundee expectant speech? 
Car horn, applause, or crickets? Um, uh, wait, say it again. Say the three choices. Car horn, applause, or crickets? Uh, it was... Crickets. Crickets is correct. Yes, I was going to say... I, I I almost thought car horn, but then... Because he plays the oh yeah. Yeah, that's on the that first one. one. Yeah. That one is the, the last season with Michael. All right, so five out of six so far. Cool. Yellow. Right, let's see. Who told Michael to start over after Michael called him an idiot? Say it again. Who told Michael to start over after Michael called him an idiot? Oh, <laughs> you idiot! Start over. <laughs> it's yeah. it's um, Daryl. Yeah, <laughs> Daryl. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> you idiot! Start over. Hey, 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 idiot! Start over. <laughs> Blue. I love that line. Which which castmate was on John Krasinski's Little League team? Or what are the choices? That's oh, it. there's no choices. No choices on this one. Which say it again. Which which castmate was a was on John Krasinski's Little League team? I probably would have guessed this. I'm trying to think of somebody close in age. Um. Ryan? I don't know an, a- an actor's name, Ryan. Oh, BJ Novak? BJ Novak. Nice. Correct. <laughs> That's, I was like, yeah, he would be the only guy. Pretty good. Yellow. All right. Who referred to golf betting games as skins? Oh, it's AC Ducey, Bingo Bingo Pongo, Sandy's, Barkies, and one? Wolf. I'm going to take this petty cash and turn it into next month's rent. Kevin. Yeah, it's Kevin. That's awesome. <laughs> All right, two more. I like this. Yeah, so much. two more, two more. <laughs> I don't even care if no Green. one's listening anymore. <laughs> Green. This game's fun. Ooh, this is <clears throat> this is hard. Which was which was not one of Angela's cats? Twinkie, Comstock, or Meow Meowis? I know which one is definitely one of the names, um, Comstock, but um, I'm going to say Meowsis. That's correct. All right. I don't it. remember Twinkie. Tinky. Tinky? I th- I, oh, it's Tinky. I'm sorry. She pro- she says it probably in passing, but okay. that sounded right. And then bonus question. Who owned Comstock, Comstock after Angela? Um, Oscar. Oscar is correct. Yeah, because she lives with him. And he, he's like, I don't want to let him go, basically. Right? <laughs> Let's just keep going. A couple more. Blue. In which year did the Office season finale premiere? Oh. See, I feel like the blue, one, the blue ones are the hardest ones. <clears throat> season finale? Fuck. I want to say 2013 or 15. I don't think it's... It's not that late. It's crazy as it's going to see. It doesn't seem very far away, but it's yeah. going to be like 25 years ago. Um, I'll say 2014. 2013. Oh, God. I said that. We'll put that at the bottom. 
Just keep doing blues. Just keep doing blues. Oh yeah, blues. Yeah, just keep doing. Those are the right. hardest ones. Um, oh, here. just here. Or just leave there. There you go. Fit. How many episodes of The Office are there? See, these are hard. Um, a hundred ten. Two hundred and one. <laughs> Fuck. All right. All right. <gasps> Which mega fan runs the website Office Tally and was a guest star on the series finale? Well, it looks like you don't even know. I don't know. Jenny Tan. Oh, yeah. Jenny Tan. I don't know who the hell that is. All right. One All right, more each. One more each. Here we go. Which cast member, member shot the original opening credit footage while researching Scranton, PA? BJ Novak. That is incorrect. John Krasinski. Okay. I knew that one. All right. One more for me. I want more. I want one more. Which accountant directed the After Hours episode? Actor, that is. No, I gotcha. I'm gonna say Angela. Oscar. Brian Baumgartner. Oh, it was Brian? Baumgartner, yeah. He was just on the Corolla show. It was a really good interview. Yeah, I gotta check that out. Alright, well there you go. Because I I like that guy. I, I gotta hilarious. find uh the always sunny version of this game. I will not know anything. <laughs> seriously. Which 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 uh, TV show would you be the best at? Would it be The Simpsons Office? Simpsons or Office? Because maybe next time I'll get I'll get an always or sunny Futurama. one. Futurama probably de- like you pick you pick one show and you get the the card game for it and I'll get an always sunny one and then that's how we'll play. I'll ask you Simpsons questions and you ask me always. That sunny sounds questions. good. We'll do that around the holiday. But I do like that it's something that we both know. Yeah, The Office is great. Anyways, all right, thanks guys yep. for listening. Um, First uh, mini soda season three. Yeah. Uh, again, check out Coffee Code, Dad Grass, and also my other podcast, What's Your Position, with my cousin Ashley. We just did a great episode about incels. Corey, do you know what an incel is? I do. Because you listen to the podcast, right? Yes. I'm wink, winking. Of course. I got an audio visual. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a great episode. If you don't know what an incel is, go check it out. Yeah. Um, cool. Anything else, Corey? Nope. That's it. All right, it's been So So Scrutiny Podcast. I'm Robert. I'm Corey. See you guys.